Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. But listen to this. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, however, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will speak of His own authority, but ever, whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Can I get amen? amen. So if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Your Divine Advantage. Your Divine Advantage. Now, today... If, if you have received Jesus into your life and you have the Holy Spirit within you, you have to realize you have an advantage. Yes. Now, practically, how do we have an advantage? Well, we're going to get into that today on how the Holy Spirit wants to help us, and we have an advantage. You realize every classroom you step into, you have an advantage because you have the Holy Spirit. Right. At your job, you have the advantage. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. You have God's favor on you, God's blessing on you, God's help with you. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit, so you have the advantage. But if we're going to have this divine advantage that Jesus spoke of, we're going to have to receive the help of the helper. And that's one of the names of the Holy Spirit is given. But we have to let him help us. Now, so many of us have help available, but we don't let the Holy Spirit help us. And guess what? If we don't allow the Holy Spirit to help us, he won't push his way. We have to receive the help of the Holy Spirit. We have to yield to him, the Bible says. The Bible says that we, he can be resisted or he can be received, but that's up to us. But he wants to help us. Now, many of us, especially Americans, because we are so independent, we are so prideful, and we are... I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. We act like we don't need no help from anybody. Maybe you don't need help from somebody else, but you definitely need help from the Holy Ghost. Because you can't figure everything out, and you can't do everything, and you need help. You need the advantage that you can't do in your own natural strength or natural ability. You need help, and you need God's help. And how do you get it? It comes through the Holy Spirit living within you. He is your helper. But you must allow him to help you. Now, I have a 10-year-old daughter, uh, 10 going on 17. Got a lot of issues right now with that. Um, and she's almost as tall as me, which is not cool. It's not cool. And then everybody's like, oh, you must be tall like your mother. <laughs> Listen. And then I got I to explain myself. Why am I talking? This has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit message, but let me just vent to you. Listen, her mother and I are the same height, by the way. But since she wore heels most of her life, she looked like she was towering over me. But we're the same height. Just in case there's rumors going around about me that Natalie gets her height from her mother. We're the same stinking height. But, oh, she's tall because she's wearing heels all the time. Well, if I wore heels too, I would be six foot two. Okay, I got to get back here. I could stay on Natalie the rest of the service. 
So I got a 10-year-old going on 17. But when she was a lot younger, she's still this way. When I was trying to teach her to ride her bike without training wheels, anytime I touched the handlebars, she said, Dad, don't touch, the, don't touch the handlebars. I got it. And she just kept crashing. <laughs> I'm trying to give you some help, Natalie. I've rode bikes my whole life. I know what I'm doing. I'm your dad. And she'd be like, no, I got it. So anytime I try to grab the handlebars and try to help her, she's like, no, don't touch. Because she wouldn't pedal if I was touching the handlebars. And you, any of you got kids that stubborn? Yeah. But I was trying to help her, and she refused to let me help her, even though I know better than her. And eventually, if you crash enough times, you go like, I need some help. And eventually, Natalie let me grab the handlebars and tried to help her. And eventually, she, she learned how to ride her bike. But so many of us Christians do the same thing with the Holy Ghost. He wants to be your helper. And he knows everything about everything. And he's right there with you. And he's like, let me help you learn how to ride this bike. Let me help you do this. Let me give you the power to do this. Let me talk to you about this. And we're like, no, I got it. I'm okay. And that's what it looks like to God, that we're that child is like a little kid that won't let their mom or dad help them. Right. But guess what? Just like Natalie, if, if she won't let me help her, right. then I'm not going to push my way in there and help her because she says she's got it. Yeah. Right. But a lot of times we do that to the Holy Spirit, and sometimes we wisen up. If you crash enough times on your bike, yeah. you're like, maybe God, I need you to get involved in my life. Yeah. Anybody been there? Yeah. Have you crashed enough times like, maybe let's try God. Maybe let's just try him. Like, I've done it my own way, and I keep wrecking. Maybe let the one who knows everything about everything help us. And he's just waiting the whole time saying, I could help you. I know how to do this. I know how to help you. I know how to give you strength and give you power. And I know how to help you like a good parent knows how to help their kids. But we have to allow the Holy Spirit to help us. We need to get the pride and the independence and the arrogance out of our life and let God be our helper. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us in our daily life. He wants to help us real practically, but so many of us think it's only about the spiritual stuff. No, it's about everything. God cares about everything in your life, and he wants to practically give you daily help in your life. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. So let's turn back over to John 14 and in the Gospels, in specifically John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus is talking about a lot about the Holy Spirit before he leaves and goes back to heaven. John 14, verse 16, if we could pull that up here, John 14, verse 16. <coughs> Do we have it? We good? I can find it. Let me look at it real quick. Let me know if it pops up on the screen. Hey, there we go. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate or helper, and he will never leave you. Speaking of the Holy Spirit. Verse 17. 
He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So he's talking to his disciples, but he's speaking prophetically to his disciples that one day the Holy Spirit's going to come with all his fullness. And he's not going to just be with you. He's going to live in you. Now, we are living in those days today. The, the time that Jesus would send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit wouldn't just come upon us for a specific time and then he would leave. The Holy Spirit would come and live in us and the Bible says he would be in us forever. He would live and abide in us forever, never leaving us and never forsaking us. The Holy Spirit would live in us. So we're living in those times, in those days where the Holy Spirit would live in us and he lives in us forever. Jesus still talking about the Holy Spirit. Let's turn to John 16. And this is the passage we're going to stay in the rest of today. We're talking today about your divine advantage. John 16 and verse 7 says, However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when it says, It's profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, now listen to all these names given for the Holy Spirit. The Comforter, the Counselor, the Advocate, the Intercessor, the Strengthener. Is there a next part of the verse? The Standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you with you. Now let me explain to you what he's talking about. Jesus here is talking to his disciples and he's telling his disciples that I'm about to go away. Now the Bible says the disciples told him that they were sorrowful. They were sad that Jesus was going away. Now they had built their whole life around Jesus for three years so you can imagine the feelings that they had. They're saying, Jesus, we just got this ministry going, and we are thriving, and, and you're, you're doing all these miracles. Why are you going away now? But he said, it's okay that I go because it's to your advantage. Now, they're thinking, well, how in the world could this be to my advantage that you're going away, but you're going to send somebody else? Because he says, I'm going to send someone, and he's going to come to you, and he's going to not just be with you. He's going to live in you, and when he comes, it's going to be to your advantage. And then he says, this is the person I'm going to send to you. He's going to be the Holy Spirit, your comforter, your counselor, your helper, your encourager, your intercessor, your standby. He's going to come and be all those things to you. But it's going to be to your advantage. Now, one of the main reasons it's going to be to your advantage is back then, if you wanted to be near God, you had to go to Israel. When Jesus was walking in his earthly ministry, if you wanted to get close to to God, you had to go find him in Israel. And there was only one of him, and he was there. And if there was a long line of people at at a big rally he had, maybe you couldn't even get close to Jesus. But... Jesus said, I'm going to send someone. It's going to be to your advantage because I'm going to send someone and it's the Holy Spirit. And he's not just at a specific place. He's omnipresent. Yeah. 
That means he's everywhere present at the same time. That's how he can help us in New Albany, Indiana, and he can help somebody in Dubai today at the same time. He can help somebody in London, and he can help somebody in Shanghai today. He can help somebody in Brazil, and he can help somebody in Canada today. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He is everywhere present. We don't have to go to Israel today to find God. We don't have to go find a man in Galilee who's walking around named Jesus. We have God in us, and he lives and abides with us forever. So it's to our advantage that Jesus went away because Jesus in his earthly ministry could only minister to so many people, and he had so little time on the earth. But when the Holy Spirit came, he can minister to everyone on the planet, all 8 billion people at the same time because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere present. He's our ever-present help in time of need. That's why it's to our advantage that he went away because he sent the Spirit to live in us. So now if we need God's help, we don't have to go to Israel to find him. You know what? If you need God's help, you don't even got to go to church to find him. Because if you receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, so help is on the inside of you. It's to your advantage. We could say it was an upgrade. How many of you like upgrades? Now, the thing about upgrades is a lot of you would say, I want the upgrade, but I don't want to, go, I don't want to have to pay for the upgrade. I appreciate upgrades, but I don't want to have to pay for the upgrade. Like if you have two F-150 trucks. I have an F-150. God bless Ford. I'm Ford tough because I'm an American. Yes, sir. I drive a Ford F-150. I've had three of them in my life. God bless Ford. Come on, get one. What, you a bunch of communists in here? Say amen to this. What kind of cars you got? Yeah. You supporting China or America? Come on. It's a joke. Anyways, I drive F-150. If they said, would you like the upgraded version that happens to be a Ford F-150 Raptor? Leather seats. And then they said, well, it's going to be $40,000 extra for the upgrade. I would say, no, thank you. Right? (laughs) But the good thing about the Holy Spirit is God said, you get the upgrade, but I'm going to pay for it. And when Jesus went to the cross and did what he did, he didn't just pay for your sins. He paid for the upgrade of the Holy Ghost. He paid for the upgrade that you don't even have to pay for it. You just have to receive it. He brought the advantage and the upgrade to you, which is the person of the Holy Spirit. And God paid for it for us. We just have to receive what he has done. So we've been upgraded. We all love upgrades. The Holy Spirit is our advantage. He's an upgrade. He is God, but not just God with us. He's God in us. And it was paid for by Jesus. He paid for it so we could receive the Holy Spirit. We can say it like this. The Father's gift to the world was Jesus, but Jesus' gift to the church was the Holy Spirit. And Jesus paid for the gift. We just have to receive him in all his fullness. You have the advantage. You have the greater one living on the inside of you. You realize there's 168 hours in a week. 
And two of those hours, you're here with me. By far the best two hours of your life. (laughs) But many of us act like the Holy Spirit can only do something on Sunday from 10 to 12. And if you're living that way, you are living far beneath your advantage and your upgrade. The reason you come to church is so that I can tell you about what God wants to do in your life outside these four walls. Not so this is the focus of your life. I love church. I'm for church. I I want more church services. I want more prayer nights. I want more worship nights. But I'm here to preach to you about what God wants to do in your life the other 166 hours. Because you're only here for two hours. But guess what? The Holy Spirit's with you always. He's omnipresent. He's in your car. He's at your job. He's with you at the gym. He's with you at the park. He's with you at your kid's school. He's with you at your house. He's with you even in the bathroom. Lord, help us. He's with you at all times. And he wants to help you practically, not just these two hours on Sunday. He wants to help you the other 166 hours, and he wants to be your helper. Many Christians are looking for help, looking for answers, looking for a way to change their life, waiting for another church service when the Holy Spirit could help them on Tuesday afternoon. He could help you on Wednesday night. He could help you on Thursday morning. He could help you at Saturday afternoon when you got a call from somebody that was unexpected with bad news. The Holy Spirit wants to be your helper, not just on Sundays, but at all times. And he wants to be your advantage in every room you step into, in every place you go, in every conversation you have. The greater one living on the inside of you, you have an upgrade, but he must be received. I'm preaching myself happy. I might even take one of those flowers before I leave today. I'll receive that in Jesus' name. He is your advantage. Not just the two hours on Sunday, but the other 166 hours. He wants to be your helper. Now, let's look at this word helper in your Bible. It is the word in the Greek, parakletos, or paraclete, not parakeet. Help us, Jesus. Parakletos. And this is the definition given for that Greek word. Has many definitions. Could we put them on the screen? I wrote them all down. Comforter, counselor, advocate, stand up, Strengthener, helper, intercessor, encourager, and friend. All these Greek words are in that word parakletos. When it says the Holy Spirit wants to be your helper, real practically, he wants to be all these things to you every day. It's in that Greek word that Jesus chose to use for the word he used for the Holy Spirit. He wants to be your comforter, your counselor, your advocate, your intercessor, your helper, your strengthener, your encourager, your friend every day of your life. Not just on Sundays, but every day. And that's how he's the advantage to your life because you have this kind of help on call at all times because the Holy Spirit lives in you. It's the word paracletus, helper. 
Now, I want to choose several of these today. And we're going to talk about that the rest of the service on how the Holy Spirit wants to help us practically every day out of these words from the Greek given for this word parakletos, speaking of who the Holy Spirit is, the helper. Would you like that? Okay. So how is the Holy Spirit our divine advantage? Well, let's choose one of them here. The strengthener. The Holy Spirit wants to be your strengthener. Now, we are living in times and days where people have no strength. The culture, the world around us. I've ne never met so many people in my life that every time you ask them how they're doing, what do they say? Tired. Exhausted. Worn out. Burnout. And I'm not putting you down. I've been there too. But if that's our confession and what we say every day about ourselves, then somewhere along the lines, we are not receiving the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm all for you taking a vitamin and getting some exercise. But at the end of the day, you need a deeper level of strength in your life to live in these days. And the Holy Spirit, one of the names given for how he helps you practically is he's your strengthener. That you have strength, not just on the outside, but on the inside. Now let me give you some verses for this, just so you know it's from your Bible. Ephesians 3.16 and the Amplified. It say, says, may he grant you out of his riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self. Indwelling your innermost being and personality. Notice what the Holy Spirit does. God sends him to do what? To be your strengthener and giving you spiritual energy with power through his spirit. He wants to be your strengthener. When you feel weak. When you feel like I can't do this anymore, you have a different level to tap into, which is the Holy Spirit that other people without him do not have. And once again, many of us are like, well, why haven't I received this? Because a lot of times this part of the Holy Spirit has been neglected. If we say, no, I got it, then the Holy Spirit won't give us that strength. And many of us live our days, our weeks, our months, and never say anything to the Holy Spirit about needing strength. And we're void of strength in our life. Because we have to invite him in and receive his strength so he can be our strengthener. Real practically, how do you do that in your daily life? You say when you're in your prayer time or throughout the day, Holy Spirit, I receive your strength today. In my inner man, Ephesians 3.16 says that I would be strengthened and spiritually energized with power by your spirit. And I receive that today in my spirit. And I believe it's not just going to stay in my spirit. It's going to get to my mind and it's going to get in my body. That's spiritual strength. I receive your strength today because I can't do it in my own strength. I need your strength and I receive that strength today. But if you don't say anything there probably won't be a lot of strength there. If you don't ask for his help, even though there's help available, you won't receive the strength you need. Let's look at 1 John 4 and 4. 
But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The spirit of God within you is greater and stronger than anything on the outside of you. The Holy Spirit wants to be your strengthener. The next thing is, let's choose another one. The Holy Spirit wants to be your counselor. He wants to be your counselor. Now you go to a counselor for three reasons. For direction, advice, and guidance. We need to let the Holy Spirit be our counselor for direction, advice, and guidance. Now, I have no problem with you going to a therapist or a counselor. I believe if you go to the right one, a godly one, they could often give you good advice. But here's the problem I have. Most of us go to people before we go to the Holy Ghost. When he has the answers about everything. He's not limited in his knowledge like your counselor is. And we need to trust that he knows what's best for us. The Holy Spirit wants to be our counselor. And he has direction for us, advice, guidance, counsel, so that we can make the right decision. For, so that we can go the right way. So we can do what we're called to do. And we need to know that we can trust him. Now, once again, why can you trust him? Because the Holy Spirit is God. And he's omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. So we need to go to the one who knows everything about everything. And though I love your mom, she doesn't know everything about everything. Even though she acts like she does. She does not. Your husband and wife does not know everything about everything. Your friend definitely doesn't know everything about everything. And we go to them to get counsel all the time. What should we do about this? What should we do about this? When the Holy Spirit's with you always, wanting to give you counsel and direction and guidance, and he is God, he knows everything about everything. So he can be trusted when he speaks to us. But we need to let the Holy Spirit be our counselor. When we have big decisions to make, we need to go to him. When we need guidance, we need to go to him. When we need direction, we need to go to him. Because he is all-knowing. Let me give you some verses about that. John 14 and verse 26 in the New King James. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. All things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now let's look at another verse. We're talking about the Holy Spirit can be your counselor because he's all-knowing. First John uh, 2 and verse 20 in the Amplified. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit. You have been set apart specifically and gifted and prepared by the Holy Spirit. All of you know the truth because he teaches you, illuminates our minds and guards us from error. Now let's look at one more verse. John 16 and verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. 
Now let me translate this to you. In all three of these verses, it said about the Holy Spirit. He knows all truth. He knows all things. And he will lead you and guide you into all truth for your life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's why he can be trusted to be your counselor. Because he knows all things and all truth for your life that you need to know. So when he speaks to you, you can trust him knowing you know everything about everything. You know all the truth from my life. You know everything that's coming in my life. And you can tell me the right answer and tell me how to go the right direction. And I can trust your counsel. Are you with me? But the Holy Spirit wants to be our counselor. But we need to go to him first. Many of us are looking for direction and counsel and we going to the wrong people, getting wrong advice, wondering why life turns out the way it does when we could have went to the Holy Spirit and got the right answer the first time. Skipped all that and just talked to him and he knows all things and all truth. And the Bible says, and he will lead you into all truth for your life. Lead you. Leading implies you got to follow him. So he can talk to you about things you need to do, the direction you need to go, the advice you need to take. But you have to be led by him and follow him into all truth for all things in your life. We have to allow him to be the leader. And we have to follow him. Now, you don't have to, but your life's not going to be what it should be. Your life is not going to go the direction that God is wanting it to go. You're not going to end up in the place that you wanted to end up unless we are led by the Spirit of God and let him be our counselor. But you have to allow him to lead you. Now, I know this for a fact. There's many times in my life, and I don't say this in a good way. The Holy Spirit was like, go this way. And you know what? I went that way. He didn't make me go that way I went that way and I got the consequences of that way and it wasn't good anybody ever been there yeah so even though you know the right way to go if you don't follow it he's not going to come drag you over here you have to follow him when he leads you but why not follow him he is the most trustworthy person to listen to He is God himself, all-knowing about all things and all truth for your life. Let him be your counselor today and every day. Let him direct you, guide you, speak to you throughout your week. Now, once again, we're thinking Sunday morning. No. Sunday morning is not the time that this is probably going to happen. It's throughout your week when you're not here. The Holy Spirit wants to be your counselor. When you don't know what to do on Tuesday or Wednesday or Friday, he wants to be your counselor, speak to you. And he's available at all times, day and night, to be your counselor. But we have to receive his counsel. Here's the other side of receiving counsel. Sometimes I've not talked to the Holy Spirit because I know what he'll say. (laughs) 
let me talk to other people just to see my options, <laughs> see what they have to say. Because if I talk to him, I know it's not going to be what I want to hear. But he's right. He's always right. Because he's God. And he knows all things and all truth from my life. But you have to follow him when he leads. Let the Holy Spirit be your counselor. That's one of the ways he practically wants to help you every day and be your advantage. You still with me? The Holy Spirit wants to be your helper. Now, one of the basic definitions of helper in your Bible is one who comes alongside to help or assist. Now, with this one, it's a little more general, but it's still for us today. One of the definitions for this word paracletus is helper, which most Bibles translate it as helper. What is the Holy Spirit going to help me with? Everything. What do you need help with? There's, there's not a certain list where the Holy Spirit's like, I can help you with that, but I ain't touching that. No, the Holy Spirit, when he comes and lives in you, he wants to help you about everything. If we will allow him to help us. It says one who comes alongside to help or assist. That's what that word means in the Greek translation. He wants to help you raise your kids. Should have got a better amen on that one. Somebody say, thank the Lord. You ain't by yourself. He wants to help you be a better, better mother and a better father. He wants to help your marriage. So many of us are thinking he's only into the spiritual stuff. No, he's into all your stuff. The Holy Spirit wants to help you be better at the job you go to or the business you own or be a better entrepreneur. He wants to give you divine ideas on how to do things and not, not just think, I can do it in my own strength. I got this. Well, maybe you do have some gifts and abilities that he's already given you, but how much more if you ask him, the helper, come into my business, helper. Help me be a better entrepreneur and business person. Help me be a better employee at my job. Help me do what I'm called to do, and then he will help you. Or we could say, like Natalie did, don't touch the handlebars. Okay. We could have avoided this. We have to allow him to help us. How, how does he want to help us in every way? I love this. Brother Hagen would remind us as the church, he would say, believers need to be more God inside minded. Yes. That the help that we need is not on the other side of the universe that takes millions of years to get to us. That the help we need is not just in the church building. The help we need because of the Holy Spirit is in us now by His Spirit. And He wants to help us with everything. What about my money, Pastor? Yeah. He wants to help you figure out your money. And not just prosper you, but give you practical advice on maybe don't spend that. Y'all want help or not? Maybe he can help you make a budget because you need one. The Holy Spirit came to help every part of you and give you divine ideas. He wants to be your helper. The Bible says he's our ever-present help in time of need. So one of 
the aspects of what the Holy Spirit does in our life is he comes and he helps us if we allow him to be a part of it. Now, here's a balanced way to look at it that sometimes the church world does not understand. We have two extremes in the church world when it comes to our relationship with God. And there's this side where it's all God. It's all God, bro. It's just all God. Well, yeah, but it's this person over here does nothing. Doesn't read their Bible, doesn't pray, doesn't come to church, doesn't pay their bills, doesn't step out and do stuff God's called him. And they're like, it's all God, man. No, you're not going to end up where you need to be in life because it's not all God, man. And here's the other side. It's all me. Well, I know God can help me, but it's me because I'm independent and I, and, and I can pull myself out of this and I'm, I'm self-reliant and I'm a self-made person. And, and yeah, God's great and I believe in him, but it's me. I got to do it. You met Christians like that? They need an ice cream cone. They need, they need help. They need a dessert or something. They need to chill out a little bit. They're, they're very legalistic. It's all me, man. Both extremes are wrong. And will lead you to bad places. Now, why am I saying this? Because this has everything to do with the point of the Holy Spirit, your helper. Because we can't be on this extreme because we'll do nothing. We'll be lazy. We won't be a good steward of what God's given us. And we'll just sit back and think God's going to do it. And he's not without us. And then there's this side. I'm going to hard work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to bless God. I'm legalistic. Okay. Listen, macho man Randy Savage, chill out a little bit. No, you can't do it in your own strength. You have a part to play, but you're not the main part. So you need to chill out a little bit. Here's what the Bible says. He wants to come be your helper, but he's not the doer. It's us and God working together to see God's will done in our lives and in this world. The Bible says it's the spirit and the church doing the mission of God, not one without the other. In your personal life, it's you and the Holy Spirit moving together. You need both parts. But he wants to be your helper, not the doer. Here's how this works practically in your everyday life. Because so many, so many of us are sitting back on our couch waiting for the help to come. It ain't coming. He wants to be your helper. The Bible says, when I do, then he helps. That's the balanced way to look at it. With your marriage, will Holy Spirit help me? We'll go on a date night, and when you do, then he will help. God, get me out of debt. We'll start saving up money, and then when I do something, then he will help. It's not just me, and it's not just him. It's me and him working together in a partnership, co-laboring to see God's will done in my life. But he wants to be your helper, but he's not your doer. God, I need help on my job. We'll start doing what you can do in the natural. And then when you do what you can do in the natural, he'll come with the supernatural. When I do something, then he helps. God, I need to make some changes in my personal life. I need to get over some addictions. Well, guess what? Put a filter on your phone for starters. Because when you do, then he can give you something to help. 
but we got to do something, then the Holy Spirit will help us. Many of us are pleading with God, come help us, come do, come do this, come do this. And he's like, well, if you did something, then I could come help you. When I do, then he can help me. Are you with me? I don't want any of us to get in a ditch in either way because it's unhealthy and it's unbalanced. The right way to think about it is when I step out, then the Holy Spirit can help. But if I'm just going to sit back and relax and like, God, I wish this would happen. I wish this would happen. I wish this would happen. Which most Christians do that. It's all God, man. It's all God. It's sovereign, bro. And then their life passes them by and they did nothing. Nah. That's not how it works. God says, you got to give me something to work with and then I'll help you. Step out and then I'll help you. Lay hands on the sick. When you do, then his power comes to help you. Step out in faith and give something in the offering you never gave before. You do something, then his supernatural power comes and gives you that harvest. When I do, then he helps. But the good news to know is we're not alone. We have a helper. If we step out, if we move forward, if we do what God has called us to do, we have a helper that's always with us, ready to help us. Whether it's natural, spiritual, emotional, mental, in your marriage, in your finances, with your kids, he wants to help you. He's your helper. But we have to do something. Step out so he can help us. When you do, then he will help. He wants to be your helper. Lastly, we'll have Brother Daryl can come play. He wants to be your encourager. He wants to be your encourager. Hopefully you've been encouraged by this message. He wants to be your encourager. Now, I love this about the Holy Spirit, but I also love this about my mama. And she was like this because she had the Holy Spirit. She was an encourager. She was an exhorter. And she could say something in two minutes that it would take me to say in an hour. And it was divine encouragement. Now, how could she do that? Because she had the Holy Spirit. And she would listen to the Holy Spirit. And he would give her the words to say. And she could encourage somebody. It's a gift. And it's from the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit wants to be your encourager when you can't get a hold of your mom. The Holy Spirit wants to be your encourager when you can't talk to your friend. What if you got no cell service? You're not alone. He can encourage you. And one of the names given for the Holy Spirit is he's your encourager. Now we live in such a discouraging world. You guys hear it all day at work or all day at school. Then you hear it on the news. Then you hear it on the radio. We need encouragement. And if we can't hear it in church, where can we hear it at? But we could be going to the Holy Spirit every day throughout our day and getting that encouragement we need. He wants to be your encourager. Look at John 14 and verse 26. 
But the Holy, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things I said to you. Part of the job of the Holy Spirit is to remind you about what God thinks about you. The Holy Spirit will remind you who you are, what he's called you to, how much God loves you, when sometimes we forget real easily. You know, when you get overwhelmed in life, it's usually because you forgot about what God says about you. You forgot. You're freaking out about something on the news. And then the Holy Spirit reminds you, hey, you're a victorious one, not a victim. You're an overcomer. You're a child of God. You're blessed and not cursed. The news ain't telling you that, but you need the Holy Spirit sometime. Hey, I need some divine encouragement. Or when you get a bad doctor's report, you need the Holy Spirit to remind you of some things. And he will remind you of things like he's your healer. He's one who cleanses all your sins and he heals all your diseases. Now that's the scripture. And the Holy Spirit will remind you of that when you need it. When you're dealing with mental oppression and depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts, and then the Holy Spirit will remind you of God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. He's your encourager when you need him. He will bring to remembrance all the things that God has said about you, who you are, what he's called you to do, how much he loves you, how much he's for you. And we need that in our everyday life. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to be our encourager, our helper. He can remind us of things that we need to know. Let's look at another passage and we'll close here. John 16 and verse 14. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will take what God has said about you and speak it to you when you need it. I'm going to say this in the most respectful way possible. You don't need all the Bible every day. Do you know what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit knows how to find the right verse and the right word to encourage you. And it could be Zephaniah 3.7. And you're like, there is a God in heaven. I didn't remember that verse. And he just said Zephaniah 3.7. And it's like an amazing verse. How did I ever see that? Well, the Holy Spirit is your divine reminder, your divine encourager. He knows how to take what is his and declare it to you. He'll remind you sometimes when you're discouraged about things he's spoken to you in your prayer life, about what you're called to do, about an idea he gave you, about something in your future, about your marriage, about something he's called your children to do. And maybe life looks like the opposite of what's going on right now, what he's spoken. And he'll, 
encourage you and remind you, no, this is what I say about your marriage. This is what I say about your kids. This is what I say about your future. I'm still working. I'm still moving. That business is still for you. That plan is still for you. And we need the Holy Spirit to be our divine encourager. But we got to spend time with Him so we can hear Him. Can't be. Get your hands off the steering wheel, Holy Ghost. Well, he's not going to talk to you if you're going to be like that. You got to spend time with him long enough that he can encourage you, remind you. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will bring all things to your remembrance about what I've said about you and declare it to you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's how he encourages us. And the more time you spend with him, the more encouragement you will get. The more encouraging of a person you will become, the more time you spend with the Holy Spirit. That's one of the names given for him. It's impossible for you not to spend time with him and you not be encouraged. Because he's your divine encourager. Let's read these verses in the Passion Translation and we'll close here. He will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to come and do. He wants to encourage you. Did you guys get something today? Can we stand up a moment? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift our hands today if you feel comfortable? I just want you to talk to the Holy Spirit for a second here. Just in your own words. In your own words. Holy Spirit, we thank you for who you are in our life. We thank you for your help. We thank you for your strength today. We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you that you're our counselor, you're our comforter, you're our standby, you're our intercessor, you're our friend. You're our ever-present help in time of need, and we thank you for that today. We thank you that we're not alone. We're not without help because we have you. And you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. You would abide in us forever. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for your presence in our church. We pray, Father, right now that we would spend more time daily with the Holy Spirit, listening to him, letting him help us. Father, help us to get rid of any pride, any independence, any resistance to the Holy Spirit, and let him help us. Let him strengthen us and lean into his ability and not our own. Holy Spirit, we love you today. We thank you for your presence in our life and in this church. We want you to know that you're welcome in our church and in our lives and in our families. You're welcome in this place. There's no part of our life that's off limits to you. We receive help in every area. And we're going to listen to you. And we're going to let you lead us. And we're going to follow. We thank you for the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. God in us. Creating in us a power and desire to do your will. We thank you for your presence today, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We love you today. We love you today, and we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father. We don't just experience your presence on a Sunday morning, but we can experience your presence every day. Any moment we reach out to you needing help, you're there to help us. Let us be more mindful about your abiding presence within us. Throughout our day, throughout our week, let us always remember the ever-present help we have. And we're sorry for the times we've neglected you and ignored you and resisted you. And we say, we're going to receive you in all your fullness. And we're going to receive your help. We're not going to be a stubborn kid. We're going to say yes to you. You're welcome in our life. We thank you for it today. Does anybody agree with that this morning? Thank you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Well, Father, we love you today. We thank you for this time in your house. We pray, Father, that we'd all have a great Mother's Day, that you bless all the moms in this room, grandmas in this room. We pray that this would be a peaceful day for every family in this room, that your presence would be upon us and with us. And we thank you that this would be a day of blessing and rejoicing with our moms. And we thank you for it. We thank you for this church family. We thank you for where you're taking us. We thank you for the unity that's in this room, that we're going to fulfill everything you've called us to do as a church, to be the region-changing church you called us to be, to do all the things that you have in your heart for this church. Father, we're open to it, and we want to be a part of it. We thank you for it today. Thank you. Your presence goes with us today as we leave. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.